0: Hey everyone, this is your host Javier and Daniel, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine sitting around a table with your best friends but sober, or you can have a drink too because we don't judge. Well... What's going on, everybody? You're now tuning in to the third episode of Brown Sound Podcast. Uh, I'm not good with introductions, so what's up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bienvenidos to episode numero tres. I'm <laughs> I'm actually really excited about today because we got a lot of good themes, and I know we're really going to jump into it. Uh, but before we do that, why don't we go ahead and do our person spotlights? You ready?
0: Yes. Yeah, so my shout-out of the week goes to my cousin Alicia Cuevas Jimenez she works for our casino's marketing department and she basically is like the glue that keeps it all together there <laughs> she's she's definitely a hard worker and she you know worked really hard to get to where she's at in in the position that she's in and so yeah. i got to give a shout out to my cousin Alicia she is um You know, I I work with her personally, just through with work and then just obviously growing up and being related. So she's a really good friend of mine, too. So shout out to Alicia Cuevas Jimenez. Yeah. Uh, Hope she's tuning in somewhere. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And what a name, Alicia Cuevas Jimenez
0: yes so for the listeners alicia is Poo and dominican so she grew up with her with her dominican dad and Poo mom so shout out to the dominicans if they're tuning in <laughs>
1: <laughs> and my uh sp- my my highlight or person spotlight is going to go to a good friend and fraternity brother victor mazzo so since the beginning and inception of brown sound he's been a pretty he's been a great support um and he's been out sharing everything about the podcast uh whether on social media or with friends and family and so i just want to say thanks for the love victor uh we appreciate it and so this shout outs for you and also victor just had a birthday recently so Feliz Cumpleaños!
0: happy birthday victor
1: and so today's episode let's jump into it is we talking about body body yeah. image body, body. Y- 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 <laughs> Uh, body insecurities, uh, expectations of men in our communities, and we're going to touch on toxic masculinity, um, also known as machismo. How about that?
0: Good. I know we definitely can get into some some things. I actually have a funny story I want to share about um, body image, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, earlier this week, I had a interesting run-in with a person of of no color because I feel like a lot of people of color wouldn't say sometimes you know <laughs> so i i uh, i'm at the store here in camia and I'm walking down this aisle with this older gentleman and I kind of, you know, we're trying to get by or whatever. And he's like, oh, excuse me there, big fella. <laughs> uh...
1: <laughs>
0: and in my mind first thing, I was thinking like, well, first of all, like who you call him? Big. <laughs> like, second of all, move it old man. No, <laughs> no, but like things like that, I, I always feel are so, uh, so awkward. Cause it's like, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't yeah. go up to someone who's skinny. Oh, excuse me their toothpick are you know like I don't I don't know. I just feel like when it comes to weight, when it's especially if you're like a bigger person, I don't know why like it bothers some people, you know? Yeah.
1: So do you think he was coming from like a place of like you're taller, like, hey there, big guy. Like was he a shorter, like <laughs> Person or like?
0: Um, no, I think because physically I am a bigger guy, bigger than him. Yeah. But it was just, it was just weird. Like, hey, big guy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's up, bald dude? You know, like I don't, you know like. you oh, do you, weird,
1: do you think it's like maybe a generational thing? Because you know, some people say like, hey, buddy, or hey.
0: Uh, could be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, he definitely was a lot older, so it could be a generational thing. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, big fella. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but without like realizing it like it it could be a little offensive cuz you're like uh yeah. you know um
0: yeah if i if if maybe you know if i wasn't comfortable in the skin that i am i could have offended somebody you know cuz not everyone is always you know, comfortable or they don't always have, um, you know, confidence and stuff like that. And I think uh, definitely took me a minute to get where I'm at though, to like be confident in who I am (laughs) and like know who I am and stuff. But yeah, I definitely feel like things like that could be a little weird.
1: Right. A little. So let's, let's talk about this. Um, so like growing up, were you always like the same size or like,
0: (laughs) Were you always fat? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <I> mean, uh,
0: <laughs> That's the right way
1: to ask that, but yes, yes, you get what I mean.
0: <laughs> uh, no, so growing up, I was actually a lot shorter and a lot skinnier than most of my classmates, and I right. I remember I used to get bullied for being smaller, And um, but... You know, growing up uh, in high school, I used to run like uh, every day. I used to run and I did cross country, so I was active in high school. So it just wasn't until like you know freshman year, <laughs> <the> freshman <laughs> fifteen or freshman fifty, you know. Right. <laughs> um. But but yeah, no, it's definitely more so my adult life is where I started like getting bigger and just uh, haven't yep. bounced back since. <laughs> bounced back. <laughs>
1: Seeing me growing up, I, um, you know, was, was never really like a chubby kid, but I remember just comparing myself to like my siblings or like my cousins, everybody was like, you know, like they did sports or they, they they're pretty athletic. And that was just something that I maybe wasn't. Um, but it wasn't until I got to college where, yeah, definitely the freshman 40 kind of (laughs) hit. And then I was like, I remember the specifics, uh, like situation in my head and it's never left me because I was just caught off so off guard where I had come home from college that one summer and I ran into one of my favorite aunts, lover um, and she was like Javito, because that's what they call me little Javi, Javito Javito, um, estás bien gordo like so you're really big you're really fat and she repeated it like three, four times and I was like okay, <laughs> I get it and I, I think my mom saw me like struggling and she was like okay he gets it. You said it. Um, but that's one of the first times where I was like, "Dang, like I, I'm obviously bigger than I was when I left."
0: Well I am. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, oh, I, I didn't know. But um, do you think that there's like something in in our cultures where it's okay for like mostly probably older folks? I think the older people in our in our cultures that find it easy easier to say that. I don't know. There's like no filter.
0: Yeah, uh, I definitely think it could be a cultural thing. I think, too, just because, like, you know how family dynamics are? You're usually pretty comfortable to, like, say things like that, even though it's not, like, the best thing to say to somebody. Right. But um, I know definitely I have some family members who have, you know, critiqued my weight, and <laughs> I usually just critique their life. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, right. Well, you know, there's been t- – yeah, uh, that's definitely um, – I feel like it could be, like, a cultural right age gap thing, you know? Well,
1: because the other thing, too, is, like, first of all, no one should give you unsolicited <laughs> advice or comments on your weight, right? Because that's just rude. Yeah. That should just be, like, given. Um, but you're right. Some folks in our family, especially close family members, will... will uh, you know, not hold back on those thoughts sometimes. Cause I was, I was even thinking specifically of like in our culture, if you go to someone's house and they offer you food, you're supposed to pick it, right? Cause otherwise mm-hmm. it can be considered rude. And so I'm there like, man, if a plate is good, if the dish is hot, like, i'm gonna have another plate you know that's just me yep. and so like m- more often than not your your host will be like would you like another plate would you like more you know that's that's kind of a given and then it's also rude if you don't accept but so then there's that fine line but then you'll have those family members that are like oh another one <laughs> um and then you're you're kind of just like okay uh well, i'm still gonna eat it <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, uh give me two more. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll take another yeah. Yeah. Have no, you had that kinda happen? Is that
0: yeah, I definitely um agree in, in a lot of native communities especially when it comes to food because food is such a huge thing in our culture it's a way of like showing love and taking care of somebody you know so yeah. um yeah definitely if you don't eat it does look like you're being disrespectful or it looks like you're like oh you don't like their food or you know things yeah. like that and i know um like usually what natives do like if you don't eat there is joke like gee you in love or you know <laughs> stuff like that or sometimes if people aren't eating sometimes they're on drugs like i don't know it's just like food, it's like <laughs> oh. a It's like a thing here, so um, yeah, I feel like turning down, you know, your aunties or your grandmas or your cousins, you know, dish that they made could come off as like almost like a a, like a slap in the face Like You're right. not gonna eat my food You
1: know <laughs> And with that though You know Growing up And especially now that we're older We talked about how You know Our insecurities Maybe aren't Like we might still have some But we're more confident In ourselves mm-hmm. What are some insecurities That like You might still have Like For example I'll share Sometimes when I'm out in the about And it's like The summer right Like I'll I'll definitely be Very aware And especially when We're going swimming or like gonna float the river um you know i will always choose to keep my shirt on because <laughs> i'm like whatever you know and i it's not that i feel bad or anything it's just a complex i've had since i was young but i'm like what's under here is for me and god and <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This <laughs> Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do def- you know
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely relate. Uh, well, for me, I've never really been a huge swimmer. Like, I kind of, I mean, I like to be around water and stuff, but more so just kind of, like, chilling. I don't swim right. in deep. Even when I was, like, skinnier, I wasn't, like, a big, like, swimmer. Um, but, yeah, definitely now, especially, I, I feel like I would keep my shirt on <laughs> if I would go <laughs> swimming. Um, although, last summer when I was in Florida, my family had an air Airbnb in Tampa and uh, it had a pool and I swam without my shirt because like my family all like was like laying down and stuff. Oh, so was I was just, gonna like,
1: ask was like, anyone out there watching? Yeah, or? no, so
0: it was like I like jumped in the pool or whatever and but other than that, normally I don't really swim and I But if I were to go swimming or go to, like, float on a river or something, I'd definitely keep my shirt on.
1: Well, and then, like, like, I'll go float the river, and then I'll see people that are, like, you know, a little bigger than me, like, not wearing shirts. And I'm all, yeah, "Yeah, like, in my head, I'm just, like, brave because for me, that's so scary. (laughs)
0: I know. know? (laughs) No, I definitely feel it because there's definitely I've seen um, guys a lot bigger than me swimming with their shirts off, and I'm like, man, I wish I was that brave. But it's not (laughs) that I'm not like confident in myself. It's just I I don't know. I think taking my shirt off in front of like people I don't know. It just it's a weird thing. uh, I guess have to like work on. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't. But then yeah, I just I think comes down to just i'm, I'm ne- i've never been a huge swimmer you know, yeah so, um. well
1: and then the other thing with that too is like if someone's skinnier than me let's say i did take off my shirt one of the times it's coming you know it's like something i gotta work myself up to but if somebody that wasn't um like that was skinnier than me called me brave for taking my shirt off i'd be all offended <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i definitely
0: okay, but, you're brave oh, no. oh. No, and that's another thing, too, is I think because we were just basically, like, growing up, taught to think that, like, you know, being overweight or being chubby is a negative thing, you know? Yeah. And, I mean i feel I, I feel personally like when it comes to weight my weight shouldn't bother anybody because it's not their life it's not their body right. it's mine but i do i mean I'm not, I'm not trying to promote unhealthy lifestyles or anything but i do you know there's a lot more to just losing weight than it is just exercising like it's a mental right. battle that people have to yep. put up with it's a you know obviously food like you know diet and stuff like that like sometimes diets don't always work you know right. or you it's more i feel like it's more so, like, portion control and, like, you know, exercise or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes you just don't have, like, the mental capacity to, like, yeah. oh, I just feel like I can't do this today or something, you know? And I well, don't think people really <laughs> understand that.
1: Right. And we have to remind people, too, that what we see in the media, so why do we have these body oh. image issues, yeah. right? Because all you see every hour, even on Instagram is, like, these, like, beach bod-ready you know bodies out and about and we compare ourselves no. to that and it makes us think that that's the norm when when really it's not there's a lot of us right. average joes <laughs> just like average people trying to follow that in their minds uh pursuing this like ideal beauty body image and it's not no. it's not it's not and, too real.
0: And a lot of it comes down, to, especially to like the European standard of beauty, which also right. stems from like colonization. So it's right. like, it's a pretty deep rooted thing. And for me, it took me, it took me a long time to like get over like the European standard of beauty. I remember when I was younger, I used to love like, oh, blue eyes are so pretty or oh, blonde, you know, like things like that. But it's like, you're kind of in a way almost brainwashed to think that those European right. beauty things were better than. And your you know your brown eyes or brown skin or brown hair yeah. or you know things like that and um and it's it's a it's definitely like it's been a struggle i feel like in a lot of i mean communities where we almost have been brainwashed to think that that's like you know our brown isn't beautiful or our brown eyes or things like that and um that's one thing i i am always like it kind of just even goes to just like you said the media representation like we need more of that and this especially body positivity that's becoming a huge thing you know right And and
1: no i was just gonna um say that um that there's beauty in like all all shapes all colors all looks um, and while we are taught since young in everything that we see that the European standard of beauty is the ideal, yeah, you're right. Like, one of the things I remember seeing recently, and I think maybe you even pointed it out, there was this indigenous looking woman in Mexico who made a movie. Her name was Yulitza. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, And she was put on the cover of like a bunch of famous magazines and people had thoughts and ideas on it. Do you remember that? Yeah. Where they were like, she's too dark. She's she's too short, she's, you know. Yeah, they basically
0: were like going in on her because of her indigenous features, you know? Like she was like an indigenous, she's an indigenous woman from Mexico, I believe, um, in like the Oaxaca area. Yeah. She talks about, but um, yeah, I remember all of like the kind of like, Lighter skinned, you know, maybe white passing people were like going in on her, talking about like, oh, like you know, because I think a lot of times those positions are those roles in movies or whatever are usually like the, you know, the house cleaner or the the maid or something like that, right. you know. And I think she, I think wasn't she like in the lead role for something? Or she was.
1: She was one yeah. of the lead roles in that movie, and it and it won a lot of awards and recognitions. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to say like the fact that she was put in that and that other indigenous looking folks that are latinx especially in mexico because that's huge Mm -hmm. right them seeing themselves in one of those kind of positions and having those one of those kind of platforms aspiring to be right that that means everything and that makes them know like we are beautiful one and two we can aspire for that where we never saw ourselves there before right
0: Right. and i and i think too just to touch on um it was you know you said it was big for a lot of indigenous people out of mexico but i think even it was a huge deal for indigenous people here in the states because obviously we have a lot of similar characteristics and so seeing that On such a huge platform it's like oh wow like that could have been you know she could have looked like you know one of my aunts or one of my cousins or my grandma or something you know like a lot of it was very similar and and i think yeah it's 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 kind of cool now starting to see a lot or it's not kind of cool it is cool (laughs) (laughs) it's cool seeing a lot of like representation coming into now so like now Obviously, you know, the younger generation can grow up and see themselves in media in a positive way, you know, other than just like a stereotype or, you know, whatever the media portrays them as in like a negative light. Yeah.
1: Well, and, you know, just to touch back on insecurities, I think in our culture, um, you see that being short is also looked down on, right? Like. If only yeah. you're a little bit taller. Uh, obviously, like being a bigger guy is also looked down. So you're supposed to be hardworking and strong and have a six pack. Mm-hmm. And so there's all these, all these like pressures put on, uh, on this, the younger generations especially, and through the work of the media and just how p- internalize like these views people have. It, it it can be a lot for people to to process and to kind of internalize and take in. And that's not obviously we don't see that with just. Uh, Brown men, you see that across uh, all different types of cultures and even, you know, for everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I feel like too, what's making like, like what, like there's like two people that I always um, really admire because they're like their true authentic selves, whether Mm -hmm. they are like, you know, they might not fit the, the media's version of like what's beautiful or what's, you know, what's attractive but like DJ Khaled and like Lizzo you know yeah they are like they're you know they're heavier people but they're like so confident in themselves like you see you know them do all kinds of things on on social media and it's like dang like it's pretty cool to see someone like that doing stuff and just not really caring what the media has to say yeah yeah I'm like I need to get that confidence (laughs) (laughs) rolling around in the car with my shirt off just (laughs) enjoying the enjoying the wind no
1: yeah so let's let's talk about cuz it, it it all kind of connects together um what are some examples of toxic masculinity within
0: our cultures Ooh, I'm going to sit here all night yeah <laughs> i know for one like in native cultures a lot of the times men we are kinda of taught not to cry, not to really oh. have any emotions, kind of being told like, Oh like toughen up or get over it. Like you'll be all right, you know, things like that. It's a lot or like even just the expectations of like like oh like You want to marry yourself a nice, a nice wife that will cook for you and will take care of the kids, things like that. You know, I feel like in Native communities, that's um, it's definitely probably a toxic trait for for the culture.
1: Yeah. And I think for like the Latino culture, I would echo the crying. I would even say any kind of. Indication of doing anything kind of feminine can be looked on as not masculine enough, right? That's where that toxic masculinity is. There's this word that I've heard people in my community use called uh, mandilon. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but basically it just means like your wife tells you what to do and it's supposed to be like the biggest insult ever. So if you're like helping clean, Right, they called you a mandilon. If your wife tells you you need to be back by a certain time and you have to hurry back, you're a mandilon. If you're helping change your kids' diapers, you're a mandilon. So, I mean, just for doing basic things that anyone should do, right. there's this there's this concept or idea that um, you shouldn't, because then you'd be looked down as less than a man, and that just sounds like outrageous to me. Because it's right. like, if I have a kid, like I want to be involved in everything as much as like you know. And mm-hmm. so, like, I don't know, that that whenever I hear it irks me a little bit and I always try to call it out. But um that's definitely a big example of Mandilon and that of toxic mas- masculinity and how, like, it's d- deeply engraved, like, you know, mm-hmm. across our, our culture and community. Crying. um So basically doing any kind of housework can make you look at, like, less than a man. And it's like, how? How? I don't know. You just rather have your house
0: dirty? Like, or what? <laughs> you just... <laughs> Cooking, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I mean, for for me, obviously, growing up, like I feel like I grew up in a, like the era of like kind of like where the old school values are kind of coming to an end, you know? Yeah. So, but like, um, so there's some things obviously that I, I definitely had to work on and change my way of thinking like oh that's you know old way of thinking that's not okay you know and stuff like that but um i mean well and then let's
1: let's talk about like why toxic masculinity is like why is it bad or why why talk about it right what comes about it
0: yeah and And I know for me, like, personally, like, I feel like, um, the gender roles didn't really exist in my household. Like, both of my parents worked, you know, um, they both provided for, you know, my siblings and I, and... I feel like it was. I feel like my parents' relationship was a lot of um, kind of like a fifty-fifty. You know, like sometimes yeah. my dad would cook, sometimes my mom would cook, or you know, they. But they both worked, and a lot of the times they work long hours. So yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I feel like just because growing up, I didn't really see a lot of like the gender roles in my household. Yeah. But. Um,
1: so let me ask you this: Where your sisters made to clean and do the inside type of work? Did you have to do the outside type of work, like mowing the... Because that's a big thing, too, that you see in families.
0: Um, I feel like all of our kind of chores were equal. Like, you know, sometimes we would have to go out there and rake leaves or whatever, but also my dad, he was very... or he is very picky about the way his yard is cut. So, like, (laughs) he does all his yard work because he likes it a certain way, and my dad probably has, like, the best yard out of his neighborhood that he lives in. <laughs> so like if I were to try to mow his yard and I did it messed up, he'd probably get mad at me like, oh what the heck, you know? But yeah, yeah. but he yeah, he um he usually did a lot of the yard work. But sometimes we'd have to go out there and like help rake or you know, go and like stack wood or things like that. But I feel like this cause well then too, just for the listeners, so I'm the only boy out of three sisters. So yeah. <laughs> I don't have any brothers. So a lot of time I feel like a lot of times our like chores around the house are always pretty much split down the middle like okay you do this one and i'll do this one or you know okay
1: but i definitely feel like it's a good idea for everybody to learn the inside and outside chores yeah. right because you're gonna need those skills either way so I, there's definitely um yeah there's a lot to process there <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah and I think too for me like i grew up not knowing how to cook because i don't know i guess i guess never was taught i didn't really learn how to cook until i moved away and like lived on my own right and that's kind of when i really enjoyed cooking because now like i i'm like a really good cook you know <laughs> like I think oh I yeah be, i'm probably the best cook out of like my siblings and like <laughs> Um and they all know this. You know? Yeah. So, um and it's like for me it's like I I enjoy I think just like making something that's good and then like people like, Oh wow, that was good or you know, yeah. like I think for me it's like, Oh, that's cool, but uh cooking is definitely something for me where I, I enjoy. I don't know if I could ever make it like um like my main source of income because it takes a lot of work to do it does it does i do enjoy cooking and i love entertaining and and hosting people over for like dinner and things like that but
1: yeah no i i would definitely like echo that for sure. Um, I, whenever you send me pictures of new dishes you're trying, I'm like, dang, <laughs> that looks really good. Um, I also like to cook and there's like certain recipes that I perfected, you know, like my mm-hmm. green pozole mm-hmm. that, uh, that. I, and I think you said you borrowed it in one contest. <laughs>
0: yeah, so one time in one of my department uh, holiday parties, we had a soup contest and my soup that I brought was your recipe for the green pozole and it knocked everyone's basic potato soup out the park. <laughs> it was, was like, it was Was there like, a lot of weird. baked potato soups? Yes, there was a lot of potato soups and a lot of um, chicken noodle, you know. I'm yeah. like, what are we, sick? No, we want to have a good soup. So I remember bringing the green pozole, and it, it was like tens across every board, and I was like,
1: Hey, hey. dang yeah. So but I mean these are examples of things that we can that we can do to um, you know start to dismantle toxic masculinity machismo. Yeah. We need to be doing those things that society or the pressures in our culture tell us we shouldn't be doing to fight against Mm -hmm. it. Because at the other end of machismo or toxic masculinity is you start to see violence. You start to see, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of things. We spiral down into a lot of things. I I mean, I I just think of a whole bunch of things. But um, if you could tell your younger self um, something about body image or just insecurities or even toxic masculinity what would you tell what would you tell him
0: what i would tell myself for confidence is basically you know don't listen to what people really have to say about you because it's not it's not you that have the problem it's usually their own internal battle that they're dealing with yeah. so i i i would tell my younger self like just you know do you worry about you and you'll be good if there was something i would tell my younger self about toxic masculinity is there's no such thing as that's a girl's job or that's a man's job or that's what you know just don't feed into any of the gender roles because everyone is equal to doing whatever they want and, you know, just show each other respect.
1: Yeah. Um, And... What I would say too to my younger self is like stop comparing yourself to everybody, um, and you know just just keep pushing, keep keep going. Like fall into like understanding like what's important to you, and the rest will follow. Um, and in terms of insecurities, um, same like same, and don't um, don't fall into like the standards of what people put on what's what's feminine what's masculine colors for example oh yeah right. i remember someone saying like the color purple was for girls and i was like what like i didn't think of purple as a girl color um right. but even little things like that like just just be confident in yourself and know everything's gonna work
0: out yeah i definitely agree with all of that especially with colors i know well it's crazy because like in in Nesper's culture especially with like bead work and artwork we use those oh, so many colors you know mm-hmm. there's so many colors out there that they use for everything and so it was kind of weird like obviously i mean due to colonization and things like that things change and stuff and so i remember hearing things like oh you don't want a pink pink one cause that's a girl's color or oh you don't want that that's you know it's like oh like i mean for me i always felt like uh if i like whatever colors the color or the shirt you know if it looks nice then i'm gonna just i'll buy it and wear it and rocket (laughs) all right um and you know what this is a
1: good segue into our brown sound shady question of the week
0: oh (laughs) (laughs) okay so
1: i have questions you ready yes
0: let's hear them
1: so uh the brown sound shady question of the week goes as follows i will ask three questions we choose two and you can pass on one sound good Okay, so first question is, if you had to rate you and your siblings in order of attractiveness, (laughs) how would that go? (laughs) Um, If you had to say um, who your favorite aunt or uncle is, which one would they be? So name. And the last one is um, if you had to rate yourself on a level of attractiveness from 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, what would you be? Ooh,
0: those are some good questions. <laughs> I think I am going to, and this is the first time I'm going to have to plead the fifth on one question. I've usually been answering all three, but I'm going to plead the fifth on the first one. Uh <laughs> All my sisters are beautiful, and they all know that I'm the attractive sibling. No. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm definitely not going to do that one. Favorite aunt or uncle? Or do I choose a favorite aunt and a favorite uncle? Uh, Just one. Okay. So out of everybody. Uh, um, My favorite aunt would probably be my Auntie Lori, because... We've all I mean she used to take me to Starbucks when I was little. She used to like always I never used to drink coffee, but it was always like the kids like coffee drink or it was like what like warmed milk and stuff or whatever. Yeah. And she used to actually uh when I was little, she actually used to let me pick out my Christmas present.
1: Oh, that's cool. So you Thanks have really so, like fond memories.
0: Yeah, so probably okay. my auntie Lori, but I do love all my aunts and all my uncles out there, so hopefully they don't get offended by that. But <laughs> my auntie Lori and I have always been very close and she's always been, like, the second mom. Even, like, there's a story once at Thanksgiving, I dropped my plate, like, it just... I don't know how it fell out of my hand. And the first thing I yelled, I was like, Auntie! Like, I don't know why. And my cousins always still tease me, like, oh, Auntie's boy, or whatever, you know. But I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know. I guess whenever... I think for me, too, just because when it comes to whenever I need help in my family, a lot of the women in my family get things done. Like, there are a lot of hardworking women. And so, um, yeah, I just... Called from auntie and then on a scale of one to ten on how attractive I think I am. A <laughs> hundred. Say a hundred because you know, brown skin, it's popping, you know, uh uh got some, you know, nice full lips. Um okay, Dizzo, I see you. Some straight teeth, uh brown eyes, you know. Um, I keep a nice haircut. So, yeah, I'm going to give myself 100 because I love myself. (laughs) I love it. I love it.
1: (laughs) So, I think I'm going to pass on the uncle, favorite, uncle, favorite, aunt question. (laughs) Oh. So, I'm going to rate my siblings uh, in the order of most attractive to least. Wow. So, I (laughs) – don't hate me and I obviously feel like (laughs) all my siblings are beautiful you are beautiful (laughs) no matter what so first up I would say that the most attractive sibling in our family is probably my little sister Anna you've seen her on Insta you've seen her when she's out and about (laughs) and then I would probably say um, Christian and then I would say Lalo and I would say me last (laughs) (laughs) because you know it's yeah, and Christian and Lalo could both probably be second, they're like up there. Um, so yeah, but I just that's that, <laughs> so don't <laughs> hate me, Lalo Christian or Chilps. Um, and the question on rate myself, oh, rate myself on attractiveness. <laughs> uh, I don't obviously feel like I'm you know the best looking guy out there, but I also don't feel like I'm the worst. Um, and I wouldn't. I don't know. This is all weird.
0: <laughs> you got a self-confidence, CheekX. Yeah, self-confidence.
1: so I would say I'm I'm a good 7, 8, 7.5 <laughs> because I want to be humble, but I really liked your confidence, and I also don't want to be like, I know I'm not ugly.
0: <laughs> so you're giving yourself a 9.5. No, I
1: said seven point five.
0: Oh, <laughs> but in your in your mind, you're saying a, a ten, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah. know, I know, but I. You're know being I'm... humble, yeah, yeah. For the fans, I got to be humble.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well. I guess for me, it's just, I'm just confident in who I am. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love
1: that, CheekX. I love that.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, I, obviously, my humor is, like, I just like to joke and have a good yeah. time. So people yeah, are yeah. you know, listening. I'm not some, like, cocky, arrogant person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just know. like to joke around. Aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> well
1: not you? Yeah. Just
0: kidding. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, but don't get it twisted. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: um, that that brings us to the end. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to the Brownstown podcast. We are going to r- wrap up with our Latinx and
0: Indigenous business of the week spotlight. So Chika wanna wanna kick it off. So my first uh, I don't know why I always say my first. So my business that I'm giving a shout out to is Red Salon and Barbershop. She is she is <laughs> I know the last episode we said we're not going to always highlight our cousins and family <laughs> business, but it's it's so hard cuz all of I have all these like cool cousins that have cool businesses and so uh she's married into my family she's married to my mom's cousin neil but red salon and barbershop she is the only hairdresser on the reservation in or in lapway and so she has her own shop she has it all done up so it's really nice i always go to her for haircuts uh she does a pretty good job and she also offers all other services not just like uh like haircuts she does like hair coloring hair like for for women you know trimming and stuff like that hair trimming and uh Uh, dyeing hair. She also offers like nails and pedicures and manicures. And she she has a huge, um, you know, huge uh, menu of things of that she does. I don't know what those are yeah. called, like, oh, like a, a huge... She offers a lot at her salon and Services, barbershop. yeah. Yeah, services. So, yeah. So, shout out to Red's a Barbershop and Salon, located in Lapwood, Ooh, Idaho. Um,
1: yeah. Alright, ChicaX, next time I'm up there, we're going to have to go get our hair dids. Yeah,
0: we can get a pedicure too. <laughs> yeah, let's do
1: it. <laughs> so, my business uh, spotlight will go out to La Esperanza Bakery, um, and they're based out of Caldwell, Idaho. So, La Esperanza Bakery can hook you up with Pan dulces. Tam- Tomales, cakes, they sell a lot of different types of items, um, such as champurrado, uh, flan, you want any kind of chips, Chiquex, I know you've been looking for hot Cheetos and you probably <laughs> find them there. Um, but La Esperanza Bakery is locally owned and is a family business. And they've been uh, going strong here for many years. Not only that, the family is super amazing, super friendly, willing to work out with, with anybody. Um, and I know I recently had my first tryout rosca for um the reyes magos and so i was able to do that with with the gorola family that owns it and uh, luckily i didn't get to pull the little baby jesus out of the bread Uh, so i didn't have to pay for the tamales and that's part of the tradition with that but la esperanza bakery again family owned based out of caldwell will help you out with any of your bakery needs so shout out to them
0: yes and the tamales are so good remember when we went to go get and there's a huge line and yeah just, right outside and they, the door and they sold out <laughs> we were right like, the no! person in front of
1: us got the last batch <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're so good. And uh yeah, cool. Well, shout out to those businesses. And you know, like you say, if we you know when we uplift each other, we all win. So that's that's important.
1: Yes, thank you for listening. We will see you next time.
0: Cut CIO for listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We had a blast with y'all today. Make sure to tune in next time. To follow us more closely, check us out on
1: Instagram at the Brown Sound Podcast. For partnership opportunities or to get a hold of us, email us at brownsoundpodcast208 at gmail.com